listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. But I got to thinking as I was getting up for church yesterday, you know, about today, because this is pretty much when I got what I'm going to talk to you about. But I started thinking, you know what? Just did a full week in Montana. I mean, back to back everything, back to back church, morning broadcast, night, getting things done during the week, working, getting ready to, to release the new Miracle Word magazine, working on that, back and forth with the office, different time zone, you know, the last two days of our trip, um, the last two days of our trip, enjoying getting to see Montana, couple days of family time before Ted left us for three weeks. All right, come home, fly home Saturday night. And I got to thinking, what would most people do the next day? Even though it was Sunday. I got to thinking, what would most Christians do the next day? Good morning, Ted. I love you and Ashley. I know you guys are doing well. You guys are blessed. You guys are part of the Victory Tribe and going after it. Emmy, I don't know if I will be putting them back in stock. If enough people want them, maybe I will. <laughs> they were such a bear to mail. Um, I think the USPS like literally th- plays basketball with people's packages. But then I started thinking, most people would have just skipped Sunday morning. Most Christians, and I'm, not me, not me. I'm loyal, I'm dedicated. No, 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 no. Most people, I'm in church all the time. If it ever crosses my mind, okay, listen, I am human and I have a fleshly body, okay, that I have to keep under subjection. But if I even think sometimes, man, I'm tired, I wish I didn't have to go in the morning. What? You think that the average Christian is not going to skip? No. I am loyal to the things of God. Everything I have is him, his. I was like driving to church on Sunday morning thinking like how most people would have been like, I'm not getting three kids out of bed. They're exhausted. They're all messed up because it was a different time zone by two hours. So they didn't go to bed late thinking that it was actually earlier. You know, single mom Sunday morning here, getting everyone dressed to look presentable and not just shoveled to go to the house of God because we take it serious. He's loyal to us. I'm loyal to him. Okay? That's what the Word of God's talking about here, and that's what I'm going to show you today. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm going to be loyal because he, he provided that trip for me. He's my boss. I work for the Lord. We all work for the Lord. That's exactly how we have to look at it. It's not just the fivefold ministry. He's commanded us all to do something. So he is our boss for every believer. So going to church, I started thinking like, even though that trip was was a ministry trip, and yeah, we got to do a couple extra fun things while we were out there and see some, some cool things while we were out there, he provided that trip for us to go do. It was an honor to work for the Lord. It's an honor to serve him. And so I'm going to be loyal, not ever going to miss 
a Sunday service for a vacation? Because I'm tired? Because of a sports activity? Because I want to go on a boat? Never. Because everything I have and get to do is because he has provided it for me. It would be, to me, it's like, hey, Tim, it would be like slapping him in the face. (laughs) It, It would just be obnoxious to me. I don't get people. I don't. I don't get people, but this is not you. You're sticking in this morning. You're sharing this broadcast. You're being a part of this and Miracle Word Ministries and what we do because you're not like that. You're dedicated and you're hungry. And if you're not, you're going to be if you keep watching these broadcasts because that's what we're going to teach you. That's what we're going to show you is this is an all in. It's an all in thing while we're here. We can't ride the fence. We can't be lukewarm. It's an all in. All in or nothing. It's so frustrating to live half. It's so frustrating to live half. I've seen too many people do it. They live below their rights. They live below their means, what God's provided for them. And it's a frustrating position. It's frustrating. It it just bothersome to me to see people up and down roller coaster, struggle up and down roller coaster. But we're done with that nonsense. I'm going to help you out with that. All right. So I was thinking to myself, where does your loyalty lie? And in my book, Lines, that I put out, my devotional book, I did go over a day where I did talk about loyalty. But I'm going to go a little more in depth here um, than I did in my book. But I just thought, you know, this morning, what would I call this? And it would be, where does your loyalty lie? And so let's go over to Deuteronomy 7, 9. I'm going to read that for you real quick to start this off. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God, okay, uh, who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and constantly loves those who love him and obey his commandments. When you love somebody, you know, I love my kids. I love my husband. I I love my friends. I'm constantly wanting to do stuff for them because I love them so much. That's like our Heavenly Father. Keeps his covenant for a thousand generation and constantly loves those who loves him and obey his commandments. So we're going to talk about loyalty. And when I looked up the definition of it, I got a strong feeling of support and allegiance. So when you are loyal to something, you're all for it, right? When you're loyal to sports fans out there, when you're loyal to... um, Sports, now that sports completely suck and they've all lost their mind, nobody should be a fan of sports teams until they act like Americans again. But anyway, um, you're a diehard fan for something. You're loyal. It doesn't matter if they don't win any. Uh, Teresa, I, I just started with Deuteronomy 7-9. 
Um, you know, it doesn't matter if they lose every year, every game. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm from Pittsburgh. That's my team. Da -da -da -da. You know, Miami Dolphins, they suck too. Uh, <laughs> you know, that doesn't matter. I'm from Florida. I'm a Florida girl. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I don't care if they don't ever win another game again because people are showing their loyalty. What about to a job? You're loyal to get up every morning. You're loyal to go to work. You're going to get a paycheck. If you don't, you don't have a job. You don't have any provision in your home. You're loyal to your boss. I know there's a lot of people out there who are loyal to their friends. They would do anything for some of their friends. Anything. Anything. But then when it comes to the things of God, people are less loyal. They're easy to talk themselves out of it. And, you know, I was thinking what goes hand in hand with loyalty? And to me, it's trust. When you're loyal to something, you trust them completely. Same with a marriage. When you're loyal to each other, there's no trust that's been broken. You're loyal. You take care of that person. You're a helpmate. You hold them up to a higher standard. You're loyal to them. There's a trust that has not been broken. And, and I started thinking how trust and loyalty goes together. And then it was like people are so loyal to their natural circumstances, to their natural commitments. But then we forget that we have supernatural responsibilities that we are to be loyal to. And I'm going to go um, to a, a few different things here to show you just a few different topics of what God's loyal to us about that we don't ever have to wonder. See, this is the thing. There's these half Christians. I actually copied something out of my, my, my lines book that I wrote, and I wanted to read it to you. In, in, my, in my devotional book, I wrote a day on um, being loyal. And this is, this is the only part I, I uh, took from it because I thought, you know what? I need the people on Monday to see this. There are two types of Christians. This is what I wrote in my book. There are two types of Christians. Some, which you'll know, especially from this year when everyone got squeezed, some operate in the fullness of God's word. And there are Christians who ignore it. Okay? They, they, um, they either operate in the fullness or they don't. Some live by faith and others barely live due to their, to their lack of knowledge. But, but get this. This is where people... Oh, I hate when your coffee gets cold. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so shocking and disturbing. <laughs> this is where uh, people... Uh, you know, they, they see it this, this funny. Both are going to heaven, okay? 
you're saved, you're going to heaven. But they'll see very different results on earth. We are not supposed to wait to get to heaven to receive the blessings of God, to receive our mansion, to receive our best of the best. Absolutely not. So I'm going to read this again. There are two types of Christians. I put this in my book. Some operate in the fullness of God's word, and then there are Christians who ignore it. Some live by faith, and others barely live to their lack of knowledge. Due to their lack of knowledge, both are going to heaven, but will see different, very different results on earth. Which one do you want to be? I want to be the one that operates in his fullness and sees his goodness on earth, see my miracle happen, my prayers answered, rather than waiting to get to heaven, not knowing the fullness of what the word of God says, not understanding loyalty. You know, everybody wants God to do something for them. Everybody wants to receive the blessings of God, but they don't want to show any loyalty. They want to be half. They want to be half. There's no trust in that. They, they, they're not receiving what God has for them because they're not fully trusting in the word of God. And that's due to their lack of loyalty. So their lack of loyalty is not allowing them to fully trust God. When we just read in here that he is a faithful God in Deuteronomy 7 who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and constantly loves those who love him and obey his commandments. Where does your loyalty lie? What are you all in or what? Like just when you feel like it, you start speed tongues when you know you need a miracle. Let's see, you go to church Sunday, Monday through Friday or Saturday, you know, it's whatever, gonna live life. And then Sunday we're back at church. Maybe Wednesday night, depending on how you feel, if you're tired or hungry or whatever mood you're in, that's how you base how you go to church. Are you that person? <laughs> I live a very busy life. I have every excuse not to go to church when I'm not in services, <laughs> but I don't because I'm loyal to the things of God. I'm obedient to his word. <laughs> it says in his presence is fullness of joy. It says in Psalms. When I'm out of his presence, I don't have to be like this all the time. This is, not, this is not just what his presence means. Like I'm walking around my house, like my kids are trying to talk to me and I'm like, hold on, shadaraki, rebo shanda. I mean, that is not what it, it doesn't mean constantly in a state of nobody can talk to you and you're just like some spiritual nut walking around all the time. No, you can be in his presence and, and be just like I am now, talking. I feel in his presence. I feel joy. Joy is strength. Joy gives me strength. Joy is a choice. See, we can be in his presence at all times and receive everything that he has for us. All right, so I gave you the two different kinds of Christians. What do you trust that the Lord will do for you? I love to ask questions on here because I want people to think. A lot of people just spit out things that think that it sounds right and it's not even doctrinally correct. So I want to ask you these questions whenever I get a chance to have you on the broadcast because I want to know. 
you know, here, let's go to Exodus real quick because there's a few things, um, there's a few things the Lord was showing me. I only picked a few topics because, um, you know, we could go through a whole list of everything that, that God has for us. But let's see what it says about healing. All right. I'm loyal to the Bible. I'm loyal to, to the things of God. I'm loyal to what he says and I'm obedient. So what does it say about healing? Do I trust that the Lord will heal me? Remember I said loyalty and trust go hand in hand. So am I going to trust that the Lord will heal me? Yes, but why? Does the Bible say it? Does the word of God promise healing to my body? Yes, in many places it does. But I want to go to Exodus 23, 25. Okay, so here it goes to show, show you loyalty. What does loyalty get you when it comes to healing? Exodus 23, 5. You must serve only the Lord your God. Okay? <laughs> I just wanted that to sink in there. You must serve only the Lord your God. And then what's next? If you do, comma, just going to let you know because I'm telling you these specific points because I want this to really sink in. If you do, I will bless you with food and water. Bam, your provision's taken care of. And I will keep you what? Healthy. Bam, your health is taken care of. Look at that. In two verses, loyalty and trust gets you what? Provision, you're never going to be without. Okay? You're going to have more than enough items. Okay? Didn't say spiritual food and spiritual water. <laughs> it just says, I will bless you with food and water. And I will keep you healthy. Okay? That's material things here on this earth. Your refrigerator is going to be full. Your belly is going to be full. You're going to be able to provide for other people who need it because that's what we're instructed to do. You are going to be in health and strength because when you're healthy, you're strong. That's why I say in strength. I'm not adding to the Bible. It just comes hand in hand. When you're healthy, you're strong. You can carry out the things God has asked you to do when you're healthy. Nothing's going to trip you up because your body is whole and you feel good. So there you go. You trust that the Lord will take care of you. Okay? I dig into the Word of God. I go after it with faith. I go to the house of God anytime the doors are open to be in His presence. I create His presence in my home because I'm loyal. Because I trust what He says He will do. Okay? It says in the Bible, He's not a man, and he doesn't lie. He's not a man. We don't look at him as our bro. We don't look at him as the man upstairs. That's so disrespectful. We don't look at him as our, as our equal. He is the son of God. Okay? So we trust his word because we already know he doesn't lie. All right? 
So what about our protection? Does he say we will have protection or do we have to worry about, you know, where what's happening? Do we have to worry about uh, our family? Do we have to worry about when we travel? Do we have to worry about just our home in general? Ugh, I just passed it. I'm going to go to Nahum. Let's go to Nahum 1.7. Okay? Let's go to Nahum 1.7. Do we trust that he will protect us? Do I have to get on an airplane all the time and get nervous that my airplane's going to crash? Nope. Why? Because I trust the Lord. He assigned me to a job. He assigned me to a job. And uh, I know he's going to get me there. Do I have to feel like I can't um, be calm at home? Someone's going to rob me. Someone's going to come and try to harm my kids. Someone's going to try to kidnap my kids. Uh, maybe while I'm out, you know, with all this like uh, sex trafficking stuff that's out there and all these crazy people, you know, talking about kids and taking kids and stuff like that. Do I ever have to fear for the life of my kids? No. I don't walk around in fear at all. I trust the Lord. Because it says in Nahum 1-7, The Lord is good. Let me get it right. Yeah, 1-7. The Lord is good. When trouble comes, he is a strong refuge. And he knows everyone who trusts in him. So that was the, the NLT. Let me read it in the ESV for you. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Exodus. Uh, Nahum 1.7. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. We are protected on all sides. I trust the Lord. I got angels that work for me. Jesus is my boss. I'm the boss of the angels. Angels work for the Lord. It's beautiful. We're all doing this together. I've got angels that protect my family, my property, my home. When I fly, when I travel, when I drive, when my kids are not with me, they're protected because I know the Lord is our refuge and he takes care of us for what? Those who trust him. All right? Also, go to, with me to Psalm 121, 7 through 8. I already have it here, so I'm just going to read it to you from here. But Psalms 120, 121, 7 through 8. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in. Everything that you do from this time forth and forever. That's the Amplified Version, and I love that. All right? Psalms 121, 7 through 8. The Lord will protect you from all evil, he will keep your life. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in. And everything that you do from this time forth and forever. I think a lot of people forget what everything means. You know, I know a lot of words are basic, but listen, if people have to look up definitions of basic words, then that's fine. As long as it gets into your mind and your spirit, man. Protect my going out and my coming in, in everything that I do, everything that I do, 
everything that you do, you are protected. All right? What do we trust the Lord in with our wealth and abundance? I'm going to go over to Deuteronomy uh, 8. Deuteronomy 8. All right, I'm going to read a few verses here. For our wealth and abundance, do we trust the Lord with receiving wealth and abundance? What does the Bible say? Do we have to go through struggles? Do we have to wonder if he's ever going to take care of us? No. I trust the Lord. I trust the word of God. <laughs> I love that song. It's an old hymn. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. <laughs> that song hits me every time. Because you take him at his word. He's loyal to us. We're loyal to him. Makes us obedient. Holds us it holds him in honor in our life, the fear of the Lord. The Bible is not talking about fear as in to be scared of the Lord. It's talking about in reverence. If he was to come before you, you'd be falling on your knees with your face on the ground to a holy God. So it's not talking about to be scary. He's not up there, I'm going to get them. Lightning bolt. Oh, they ticked me off. No. The stuff that, you know, you don't like that you're going through, <laughs> there's a real enemy and yourself. Those two things bring destruction, not God. Yourself, because you've opened a door to something you don't like. And two, there's a real enemy. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come, I, Jesus, comes to give us life more abundantly not just barely making it, more abundantly. So what does the Bible say? Trusting him that we will receive wealth and abundance. Go to Deuteronomy 8, start with 6. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with springs that gush forth in the valleys and hills. It is the land of wheat and barley... Look, it's showing you abundance, not spiritual stuff, actual natural things in your life that you will have. It is the land of wheat and barley. One second. It is the land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, olives, and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and what? Nothing is lacking. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is lacking. It is a land. Where? My land. Your land. What is yours? Nothing is lacking. Okay? That's Deuteronomy 6. I ended with nine, six through nine. Nothing is lacking. A lifestyle of loyalty to the word of God will result in the benefits that accompany obedience. Do you see, do you see here being obedient to the word of God, showing your loyalty, 
showing that you trust what he says, whether if it's super hard. <laughs> I'm getting ready to show you something here in Daniel. Whether if it's something you've been praying for and you haven't seen it yet. Whether if you haven't seen it yet. It. <laughs> we have a delivery and they're knocking at the door <laughs> but I'm going to keep going y'all focus on me whether it is um, something that you haven't seen yet something that you're believing for we're not to lack any good thing I'm going to show you something in Daniel go with me to Daniel um, real quick didn't even write what the verse was, but I'm going to show you Daniel. You know, everyone knows about um, Daniel and how he was believing. Hey, Maddie, are you getting my text? Yeah. Okay. Um, that he prayed for 21 days. Sorry. Non-stop mom here, you know, just bringing her kids with her to the studio and doing it. So sometimes I have to <laughs> address my kids while I'm still doing the broadcast. <laughs> Can you show me the new comment, Steph? <laughs> all right, so we're all back together. All right, in Daniel, it talks about 21 days right? He was praying and believing. And I'm going to show you this over in Daniel 10. It, it's titled Daniel's vision of a messenger because he, he was believing for something. And I'm going to show you that he trusts the Lord. So, I mean, he trusts the Lord so much that he went into a lion's den. He said, listen, I'm not doing what they're asking me to do. I'm going to continue to pray to my God. I'm loyal to my Savior. I'm loyal to God. He's been too good to me. Hey, <laughs> you're alive. So whether you're thinking like, you know, I haven't seen the blessings of God and I haven't. First of all, check over your life. Put a filter on your mouth and realize that he is good to all of us. We, we have to take responsibility to go out and grab it. We have to take responsibility and be obedient to the word of God. So Daniel here is um, praying for 21 days. Well, he's waiting also for 21 days on a vision that he had on something he's waiting on from the Lord. Now he had a choice, 21 days. You know, most people pray one day and they don't see anything uh, happen within 24 hours and it's like well God's busy he's checking on that person over there yeah they have cancer um, they're going bankrupt my stuff's not that important you know or it's like people receive uh, a word from the Lord and they take no action to it you know when a man of God lays a hand on you and tells you something, 
there is an action that you're supposed to take afterwards. It's not just he's telling you and then all of a sudden, poof, that's the magic dust and you get it. No, he's telling you the word, the word of the Lord. Literally, that's what it means. Word of the Lord. The Lord is speaking through his servant, telling you something and you need to latch onto it and then operate, do what he's telling you to do. So here Daniel says in, in chapter 10, verse 10. Let me see if I want to start there or go up. Yeah, I'll start in verse 10. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, O Daniel, greatly loved of God. God loves you. He doesn't want to see you fail. You are, if you are saved, you are considered a child of God. Our Heavenly Father loves us so much. He does not do bad things to us. He wants to see us live prosperous, healthy, whole, happy, full of joy, full of confidence, full of faith. He loves you. Okay, he loves you. You never have to doubt that. That is something right there. Doesn't matter what's happened in our natural life, who's betrayed us, what parent we have and don't have. Our trust issues do not need to be taken to, you know, when I say taken to the Lord, I mean, that's how you look at the Lord. You can't trust him. He loves you and he wants to take care of you and he has fought on your behalf. Okay, so now we have to kill the root of whatever has happened in our life, whatever has made us not trust. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs and what people think the word of God says and wrong doctrine. And, you know, it's important who we listen to. It will make or break what we believe in the word of God. And you know what? If there's a question that you've heard something from somebody and you're just, you know, not sure, go to the word of God, back it up with scripture. But it says here, uh, greatly loved of God, listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up trembling with fear. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray, for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request was heard in heaven. And I'm going to keep reading so you can understand the story here. I've come to answer, I've come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked me, my way. So the, 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 the prince of Persia, the spirit, was an evil spirit that, did a spiritual warfare with that messenger, with that angel on its way. So it, he just let Daniel know, listen, from the moment you opened your mouth 21 days ago, we heard your prayer. God heard your prayer and quickly sent me to answer. But along the way, there was a spiritual warfare. There was evil spirits trying to stop your answer. Did Daniel give up during the 21 days? No. He even said, listen, I, I've been seeking this and praying to the point where I 
can barely stand. I'm weak, but I'm not going to give up. My body's tired, but I'm not going to give up. I trust my God. I know he will answer when I call. I know he will answer when I call. So he said, now I'm here to explain what will happen. So he came and got and explained to him. And then if you skip to verse 18, it says, Then the one who looked like a man, he was the angel, touched me again, and I felt strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are deeply loved by God. Be at peace, take heart, and be strong. Deeply loved by God. So listen, for all of you who started 2020, strong, and I got this, and I'm going to see this, and this is what I'm believing for in my family, and this is what I'm believing for in my body, and this is what I'm believing for uh, in my job. Stick with it. All right. It's been a few months. So what? And you haven't heard anything or you haven't seen it come to pass. So what? Stick with it. He says, as he, as he spoke these words, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, now you may speak, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. So that's it. 21 days. God heard Daniel the first time. He quickly sent an angel to go visit Daniel. Battle. But Daniel didn't say, you know, even though I can't see that spiritual battle, even though I didn't know what was going on, I stuck with it because he trusted his God. He trusted his God. I mean, besides just that, that he waited and, and waited for his answer and stuck with it. He also trusted his God and was thrown into a lion's den who didn't even, you know, didn't even get eaten. They didn't even care about him. Didn't even care about him. Didn't even care that Daniel was down there. They slept. He sat with them, probably petted them. You have to stick with it. Where does your loyalty lie? I'm so loyal to the things of God. I have complete trust in what his word of God would say, what his word says to me. Complete trust. Complete trust. And so before, you know, I end this today, I really want you to think about this. I really want you to get the understanding of where does your loyalty lie? I went over it. Go back if you're if you're if you're just now jumping on, if you um, weren't with me the whole time, but read the verses that that I put in there. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Exodus 23, 25, Nahum 1, 7, Psalm 121, 7 through 8, you know, Deuteronomy 8, 6 through 10. And then the story of Daniel in, in chapter 10. See how. Being loyal provides trust into the things of God. When we're loyal, when we're obedient, when we put him first, he puts us first. And we can totally see what we're believing for. Whatever you're believing for, listen, this, this isn't even what I was going to read to you today, but it's been something last week that I was just chewing on 
I've read it so many times. I've read it so many times. And I don't even know why I'm tearing up. But the, wor the word of God is so powerful and so rich for our life that if we just do what it says and apply it, that we would never have to deal with the issues that I see so many believers deal with. You know, people will look at me or say, you know, well, you know, you had great Christian parents that raised you right. Yes, thank, thank the Lord that I had good Christian parents. But guess what? I'm going to be 38 soon. If I didn't get this for myself, that's great that I had good Christian parents. But there came a time in my life that I had to get it for myself. I had to go after it. Okay, I married a preacher. Great. I married a preacher. Anointed. Knows the Bible back and forth. Scares the hell out of the devil. <laughs> I mean, great. I married a preacher. What is that to me? Nothing. I have to get it for myself. I cannot ride the coattails of Ted for my entire life. I just can't do it. We would not be in unity. We wouldn't be strong together. I wouldn't be strong. He would be constantly, you know, pulling me up. Come on, Carolyn, this is what the Word of God... No, I have to get it for myself and just the Word of God. It becomes our responsibility. So you can't look at people and say, well, you know, yes, they had a great childhood. Yes, they had this. But there comes a time that a, a person were filled with the Holy Spirit... He's our guide, our boldness, and then we get it for ourselves. We cannot play that card anymore. We're done. We're done with playing the card. Well, so-and-so hurt me. I don't know if I can trust the Lord. So-and-so did this to me. I didn't have a good dad. My mom wasn't around. I didn't grow up like you grew up. You know, I didn't grow up with any money. I can't have that. <laughs> you will never have any of it. You will never have what the Word of God says if that's how you speak. You'll never have it. If that's how you believe, you'll never have it. That's not the God I serve. That's not what my Bible says. You have to get it for yourself. You have to get it for yourself. So Romans 4, I'm just going to end there with this. We know that it's talking about um, Abraham faith of Abraham, how he got this word, this crazy word. He's old. He still wants a kid with, um, with his wife. He still wants a kid. Doesn't have one. But God said, she's going to get pregnant and you're going to be the father of uh, many nations. What? It's crazy. It's insane. I don't even have one kid. You're going to make me the father of many nations? <laughs> That's crazy. But you know what? He took the word. There's a process there. You know, she had to get pregnant. And then there's month. You know, she first still had to get pregnant. <laughs> then she had to 
have the pregnancy. So, you know, from the time God gave him the word, there was some time until the miracle came. There was some time until he saw it happen. It wasn't just all of a sudden, father of many nations, boom, there's a baby in your hand. Listen, it says in, in Romans 4.20, Abraham, oh, first let me go, I'm going to read 18. When God promised Abraham that he would become the father of many nations, Abraham believed him. God also had also said, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. Even though such a promise seemed utterly impossible. Even though such a promise seemed utterly impossible. Verse 18, go to verse 20. Abraham never wavered. Abraham was too old. Sarah, too old. She had never until this time been able to have a baby. It's not like they hadn't tried. It's not like they were like, well, we're just going to put that on the back burner right now. No. They had been trying for a baby. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this, he brought glory to God. Verse 21, he was absolutely convinced that God was able to do anything he promised. And because of Abraham's faith, God declared him to be righteous. And that is what loyalty will do for you. He was loyal to the word he received. He operated in faith, loyalty, brings trust. He trusted the Lord would do. Fully convinced. Not 99.9 .9 is not fully convinced. There's this rogue virus running rampant all across the nations in the U.S. Are you fully convinced of Psalm 91? Is he really going to protect your house? Is he really going to protect your kids? It's laughable. It's laughable when these things come our way because God redeemed us from them. Jesus redeemed us on the cross from these things that we can't even see that evil men are saying is out there and we're believing it. It's a joke. Christians, rise up. Victory tribe, rise up. It's a joke to believe the lies of the enemy. He's the father of lies. And I get upset because I see too many Christians struggling. Too many Christians living below their promises. Too many. It's wrong. It's not right. God hasn't provided that for us. You get something, you stick with it. Your loyalty to the things of God. Go after it. Get back in church. If you're still out of church because of COVID, shame on you. Shame on you. Online church is garbage. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who's doing it. And I don't mean streaming live services. I mean, if you're just saying we're sticking to online church, that's garbage. He says we're supposed to meet in unity. Everyone gather. 
and even more as you see the day of the Lord returning. And believe me, the day of the Lord is returning. Look around. Wake up. That's what I have to say. There's my message. <laughs> what do they call that when they say, um, not personal broadcast, what do they say? Public service announcement. There we go. <laughs> There's my public service announcement. Wake up. It's time to be fully convinced. You want to see what God has told you in the word of God? You want to see what he spoke to you about, even if it was years ago and you haven't seen it yet? Stick with it. Stick with it. There is a real enemy sent to destroy you. And we need to operate and know that we are full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, and we can do this. So listen, even though fall is getting ready to... Um, yeah, Lonnie, sometimes it does because you know what? There's the working of miracles and there's miracles that happen in an instant. It's not our... Our job is to have faith and be fully convinced. Fully convinced. That's it. That's our job. Our job is easy. He's already won the victory. He's already taken care of it for us. Our job is the easiest. Right? You know, the song, This is how I fight my battles. <laughs> I know Tiffany's laughing. I'm not the best singer. I'm not Ted. But we always sing these songs. This is how I fight my battles. What is it? Through praise, through obedience of God's word. Praise is our weapon. Wow, that's so hard. You mean I don't have to get geared up? You mean I don't have to go and take a machete to somebody or a, or a gun? All I have to do is praise? We have it easy, easy. We don't struggle. The word of God says, that the burden is light, easy. All we have to do is praise. All we have to do is obey. All we have to do is walk by faith. That's right, Winota, and be fully convinced. If praise is my weapon, that's easy. I got out, I got out of fighting easy. Praise is great, praise is fun, praise is easy. He did everything hard for us. So we have to take him at his word. And so listen, this year is not over. This year's not over. I don't care what happened since March. I don't care what they're trying to do to the economy. We're not of this world. We're not a part of this world. We're not taking their garbage. It's not for us. I am an ambassador for Christ. I'm here visiting. And soon the Lord is coming back. He truly is. So if there's people you know that need Christ, get on it. If you need Jesus, let's do this. Because the Lord is coming back soon. And we, we need to not be playing games. We don't need to be living below what God has, has for us. That's it. We're, this is not a game. The Word of God, it says, is alive and powerful and it, I mean, something that's alive has power to it and life and breath for us. I could go through so many songs we all sing. It's your breath in my lungs, so we pour out our praise. Do you really believe what you sing 
ever? I mean, the breath in our lungs, the literal breath of Jesus Christ in my lungs. Should my lungs be damaged? Should my lungs uh, have trouble breathing? Not with the breath of God in it. When you sing these things, when you say these declarations, when you read the word of God, be fully convinced that what you're saying is right and is true. Like I said, Daniel, 21 days went after it. Abraham, even longer, years. But did they both see what was promised to them? Absolutely. Did they both get what, what the word, what the literal, what the word of God said to them? Absolutely. And this is your story. I expect to receive a mass amount of testimonies because that's what my faith is latching on to. I expect to receive a mass amount of testimonies emailed to Miracle Word Ministries by the end of 2020. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I, we've already had people in this time of, of um, since since COVID hit in March, uh, people have written in major financial miracle testimonies. Those people operate not of this world. Because if you were of this world, your businesses were shut down, money wasn't coming in, people weren't working for weeks, months. They thought the world was their source. But when you realize they are not your source and you're fully convinced in the word of God, you are head and shoulders, you look different, you act different, you smell different, you talk different, and that's how we're supposed to be. So where does your loyalty lie? I love to ask questions on here because I want everyone to think about their part. Could you do more? For the kingdom? Can you be in church more? Every time your church doors are open, be there. If they're not open yet, peace. I'm in a lot of church, guys. I travel around probably um, 200 or more days not including broadcasts, not including nonstop mom stuff, not including Miracle Word Kids stuff. <laughs> I could easily, when I'm home, not go to church, skip on Wednesdays because I'm too busy, but nope. My loyalty is in the things of God. And when it's time to be in his presence, I'm there. Tired or not, because like I said at the beginning, Everything I have belongs to him. Everything I get to do, he's provided for me. I would never, ever turn my back on him. I'm loyal, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. Till he calls me home in that rapture and I hear that trumpet, I will forever be extremely loyal. And that's where we gotta be. Remember, our loyalty gives us trust in the word of God that what he says will come to pass. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I thank you, Lord, 
that you put a new fire, a new boldness inside of them, where they may have felt tired from this year, whatever's been going on in their family, their job. I pray for a mighty inner revival with inside of them, that they get so set on fire that you give them new revelation of the word, that they go after it like never before. This is our time that we're going to see what you promise to us, Father God. I don't care what the enemy has thrown our way. It's not our portion. It's not our portion what happened this year in 2020. It's not the end of our story. That is not our story. Our story is what you have said in the word of God. Our lands would be filled with food. Our health will be strong. We will have joy. We will laugh. We will laugh, laugh at the wicked. We will laugh when the devil tries to do things to us because he can't touch us. The word of God says in Luke that you've given us all power, all power over the enemy. And we're going to utilize it well before 2020 is over. I thank you for a new strength for everyone watching. I thank you, Father God, that healing flows through this screen right now. Whoever's watching now or in a replay or listening on a podcast, that they can't stay the same, that the organs in their body have to function the way you created them to function, that sickness and disease has to go. It doesn't matter if it's a stomachache, a cold, a fever, glaucoma, cancer, knee problems, arthritis. It can't stay. It all has to bow to your name. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, it has to go now. Thank you, Jesus, that we have a new and a great unction to do the things of God that a new fire is lit under us, that with the three months left in this year, we will see a mighty revival in the church, that we will see it within ourselves, within our home, within our husband, our wife, our kids, our family. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a God of restoration and what the enemy meant for evil this year, you have turned it around for good. Thank you for your mighty blessings that are upon our life. We love you so much. I love you so much, Lord. I am so thankful for everything that you do in my life, my husband's life, my children's life, and I'm so thankful for everything you're doing in the lives of the people that are watching. Thank the Lord today. Praise him. We give you all the glory and all the honor that we are sticking with what we have said from the beginning that 2020 is a year of expedited favor, Father God, and violent increase for the children of God who believe and latch onto it and are fully convinced with faith. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for watching today. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to uh, sow into Miracle Word Ministries. I'd like to give you an opportunity to partner with us. Uh, we were just in Montana and met the most wonderful people. And it was just so wonderful to see people latch on to the vision of Miracle Word Ministries with us. And I encourage you to pray about that too. We're getting ready to go on, on TV. I believe it's... 
something like 80 plus million homes that we're getting ready to go into, not only in the U.S., but all over the world. And so, you know, now that, you know, we've been able to get this studio and God's bless us with that, that's our next action step. We're getting ready to get that ready for TV so, so we can get on there and get this gospel out to get um, the gift of faith pushed into everybody. The gift of faith, man, when you get that inside of you, it strengthens you from the core, your bones, everything. That gift of faith is getting out and it's getting into homes and it's getting in to spread even more than what we're doing now. We've, we've capped everything we can do. We've capped everything we can do. So there's a thing on the bottom of the screen. You can give hashtag donate. You can give on Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. But what you do for God, he's going to do for your house. He gives seed to the sower. And when you get that harvest in, you've just got more seed to get more harvest. It's a wonderful cycle that God has prepared for us so we can see the blessings of God. Thank you, Caitlin, so much. We love you guys and Mike and your family. I love your boys. They're such wonderful Miracle Word kids. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for the ones who are watching that do stand with us, you know, monthly, where, you know, they're not giving here online, but they do stand with us monthly. Thank you. But, but prayerfully consider being a partner. You can go to the website miracleword.com and you'll see a partner page, Mighty Men and Women. Um, you can do 85 a month and then we've got all increments going up or whatever the Lord's told you to do. If you partner with us, um, starting with at a thousand or more, uh, Ted has a uh, Tyndale... Uh, NLT Life Application Genuine Leather Study Bible that he's going to sign and send to you. Uh, I don't have it with me. He ended up giving it away to um, Pastor Joel Stocksell, who was with us last week. But you're also going to get a hard copy cover of his book, Further Faster. And then, you know, as as the months go on and, and partners, you'll you'll hear from us and we reach out and, you know, we get other things to you. But to start off with, with $1,000 or more, we're going to send you the Bible, um, the Further Faster book signed, as well as the monthly gift. If you're giving $85 or more, um, we are giving uh, the book Speak to the Void by my very own Bishop Rick Thomas. What a powerful revelation of that Um uh, you'll, you'll be able to go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. All you have to do is fill in uh, your uh, name and address just so we know where it is and then how you gave. So then we can attach it to your name in, in, the, databa in the database. So thank you so much for all who are giving uh, this morning or watching on the replay or just giving on off days. <laughs> off times we love you so much and thank you for standing with us uh so ted is gone and i can do whatever i want while he's gone and so <laughs> i've hijacked the broadcast <laughs> but tomorrow i have a very special friend who's going to be joining me for the next two days it is evangelist melissa swindle uh graduated from rama bible out in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
and she is going to be joining me for the next two days. It's going to be powerful, powerful, powerful. She is a powerhouse and I can't wait if you don't know who she is. Uh, she lives in Tampa. She is a part of Dr. Rodney's uh, ministry, and, but she has her own ministry, but she travels out of there and that is her home church when she's home and she's a powerhouse. And so I am honored that she would come and be with me. I am excited that she's coming. And so for the next two days, it's gonna be a banging broadcast. So um, make sure you join us tomorrow at 10.30. Um, I think I've covered everything. Have I covered everything? I'm getting a thumbs up from the back. So <laughs> well, you guys have a good one. Enjoy your Monday and I'll be back tomorrow at 10.30. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging with me.